You're listening to Force Fed Digital. BXU Heard. Peace, y'all. Welcome to the Art of Bounce in conjunction with Force Fed Digital and the United Ronin Networks. I am Ralph Anthony Garcia, also known as R4. The Art of Bounce, or Bounce for short, is all about the guardians of all respects, certainly amongst our elders, in our parents and grandparents, who are our family's guardians. And I'm also speaking on behalf of our beloved siblings, cousins, and closest friends, assuming the role of guardian in other fields, whether they're cops, firefighters, paramedics, and other officers, security guards, national guard, military, sentry, constables, this is all for you. Positions of authority, as grandiose as that might be, we are also here to discuss the problems, the chaos, the terror, the situations so dangerous they can literally drive you nuts. If you don't possess a certain mindset for this business, trust and believe this. PTSD, shell shock, panic attacks, and shit like that is very real. Ask a veteran. He'll tell you all about that. We are the ilk. Not often appreciated enough, thanked enough, and damn sure not paid enough. So here at the Art of Bounce podcast, we will forever acknowledge the brave men and women always putting their lives on the line in the name of safety and security. Okay then, huge intro notwithstanding and set aside, allow me to introduce a special two-part episode featuring my younger brother, Mr. Vlad Garcia, the Crew RG's resident master barber. A man who inspired to have other men within this family to take up barbering as well. We, a bunch of us, donned that black together for a night at a place in the far west of Midtown called Departure. We're taking it back to uh, 2006, I believe. Yo, alright, tonight we're about to take top flight. Ladies to one side of the line and men on the opposite side. Have your tickets ready, and let's listen in. Tonight, we're going to welcome my brother, the one and only Mr. Vlad Garcia. Querido hermano, que lo que hay? What's up, what's up, what's good, brother? What's good with you, man? Yeah, man, you already know, man. Grind mode. Bro, grind mode do not stop. Nope, nope. Let's keep this popping i know you got a good story to tell and um i'm gonna share in this story with you because we've been to this same place together the name of the place uh what, what year was that Vlad? that was like uh wow what was it like uh 2000 something 2006 2005 let's go with 2006 i think it was 2006 when we were working at this place called Departure. Departure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this was this little spot over at fifty uh, fifth and twelfth. It was. I know it was one of them blocks over there. It was close to me, like between yeah, between eleventh and twelfth. That's exactly what it was between eleventh and twelfth. And this is the kind of spot that had multiple floors in this particular club. 
I had never worked a club like this. Yeah, me neither, man. Amazing. I've never even seen a club like this. I see this whole edifice, this whole building, and the shit is like, what, 10 floors or some ish? Yeah, man. It was like, what color was it? Wasn't it like pearly white with lights in the front? It was like, I remember it being all white. Yeah, with the lights. It had like lights shining on it. Majestic. The lights made it more crazy too. Like it gave it an ominous presence. It was already this huge white building, and yeah. forget about it. The lights, and then they would move a certain kind of way. Like you know what I'm talking about? That's true. Real ominous, and a building like that. How much would you estimate it would hold? Wow, like like what, like ten thousand? It was huge. Bro, I believe it. I think it was a 10-story edifice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They didn't have, like, an open, like, the middle was open, wasn't it? The middle was wide open. Okay, the first floor was wide open, obviously. Yep. Then the second floor was some sort of a mezzanine that led you to different staircases. Like yeah, it was like, a, like different balconies. The place itself was like this huge maze of staircases and platforms that are shaped weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had staircases like some going straight up like a normal staircase would. And yeah. then and then you had these other staircases that were cylinders. You know those types. Mm -hmm. It was so big. It was so big that each section, everybody had had a certain color, like a bracelet. There was like a green section, like the red section. And um, I think that was like the blue section. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so everybody was like... In its own way, their own team of reservoir dogs. Yeah. Because I remember having a white band. You yep. see, they put me, of all places, the motherfucking no-stopping zone. Yep, that's true. And I guess they figured I had that kind of talent to keep the people moving. Remember, this place, every section was like VIP, you know? But celebrities, it was nothing but uh, a lot of music artists. You know, rappers. It was wild. And we haven't even mentioned what kind of night it was. It was an anniversary for a certain individual. Hmm. Gee, I'd like to say it out loud, but we won't because, you know, we're not trying to tell people these people's names. We're trying to protect people's identities and uh, protect the innocent, as we always do yeah. here in the Art of Bounce. But we will try to describe it to the best of our abilities so y'all, for those that know, would know. All we could say is it was a celebration for a deceased rapper. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's all I could say about that. Back then, right? Like, one of our icons, our heroes. Yes, sir. I'm not above calling some of these rappers that I had the pleasure of listening to my heroes, because that's what they were, you know? Yep. If you were a rapper, they made you step your lyrical game up, and uh, that's just the way it was in our day. God, we sound old. Yeah, man. Compared to now. Jesus, that's just a whole other topic. Yeah, it's a totally different episode. That's a fact, man. Hey, this kind of a night, like this particular night, along with celebrating one of our icons that's passed, we also happened to host a number of parties. I know you was dealing with your end over there, but on my end, there was a whole other concert going on. I had these Dominican cats that call themselves royals. Them yeah. guys, you know which kinds. The yeah. one guy with the sweet voice with the damn songs that all yeah, sound yeah, the same. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was watching them guys over there. And why don't you tell the people how you begun your night? Well, before that, we got to talk about the meeting we had. <laughs> with that, with, remember, there was a big meeting, and in the meeting, the guy, our supervisor, said, tonight, you know, we're going to have a great night, you know what I'm saying? And it's 90% uh, mental, 10% physical, but at the end of the night, we all got to make it home. And they start saying... Who's going to sit with who? What celebrity is going to sit with who? And I remember you told them, listen, the certain celebrity that you're going to sit with this certain celebrity, they can't be around each other because there's a lot of tension there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the guy wanted to make it seem, I guess, like he knew everything. Of course. He was like, now we're going to do it my way. We're going to put these guys together and we're all going to hold it down. Ill-advised. And I begged, I pleaded, I cajoled. I tried to tell the guy, listen, these guys, they have a history. You do not want to mix these two together. That's just like ammonia and bleach. That shit don't blend, you know? At all. It's lethal. Mm -hmm. Like, why the hell wouldn't you listen to reason? Why? I'll tell you why. Because this particular supervisor, <laughs> you know, he was just too headstrong. There was no talking to the guy. No, no, not at all. We'll call him Mr. Know-It-All. Great name. Yeah. I was going to call him Mr. Tokyo because, you know, like the Peaky Blinders, you know about that show, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, the dudes doing that Tokyo, they be, <laughs> they be wilding. <laughs> that's that. That's that. That's before the fish scale. <laughs> yeah. Word. <laughs> that's that raw, raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Mr. Know-It-All, I don't know. I'm not trying to say he was on Tokyo or anything of that. Like He was definitely on another level, though. He was on another level. There was no talking to the guy. Great dude, but the dude, man, stubborn, very stubborn, you know? Man, listen, y'all, the man is so stubborn that he has to be saved from himself. A lot of the time, I remember working with him elsewhere, in the Bronx, no less. And I think there's something about the Bronx that always got to somebody off really badly to take them out of their character and he went after a woman like he was about to do some wwe sh to her man like yo bro bro and you know me i'm sutton i happen to just show up where he was just in time to stop him from committing a crime yeah save him from himself <laughs> yeah bro Needless to say, that man thanked me so many times. I'm like, bruh, just be lucky you didn't go to jail. Yeah, he's definitely his own kryptonite. Psh, bro. I mean, I can speak to the rage one feels, you know, when they going through all kinds of negative emotions, especially this game. This game will bring out a beast in you, man. Yeah, true. It truly does. And it's like trying to maintain said beast inside you is is itself a mission. And I'm trying to tell you, this is why on the order bounce, I'm real quick to mention these things. You got to tell these people what it is we go through. Like this is some next level shell shock PTSD joint. People don't understand. Please, Vlad, tell I mean, me. If folks. you're not headstrong, you, you definitely get lost in the mix real quick. That's a fact. You got to have a certain mentality to even do this. But if you really look at it, it's all psychological, man. It's all psychological. It's like we're dealing with a whole bunch of drunk, giant toddlers. Man, listen, let's talk about that moment you had. How many celebrities did you deal on your side with? Oh, uh, I had like uh, 
I had a good, like, eight of them on my side. Jesus Christ. I even got into an argument with one of them because one of the celebrities' brother. Oh, boy. He didn't have the right bracelet that was for my floor, and he was trying to get in. He was trying to sneak in, and he kept on telling me, oh, you know who my brother is, right? I'm like, yo, my man, I don't give a fuck if you know the president. You're not coming on my floor. Your bracelet belongs downstairs. You got to hang downstairs. So, you know, these celebrity siblings or, or family members, they feel some type of way. They feel a little cocky. They, you know, they're brothers. So this is a celebrity. You know, like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> One word we like to use here on this show. You might have heard it at least three times since the debut of this program. Entitlement. Entitlement. Definitely. That's the word I was looking for. Let me tell you, man, on my side of things, I had a little situation where I had a BBW, beautiful chick. Dominicans, give it up to them, man. They got it. On my side, when we was watching the Dominican boys perform, I was at my little no-stopping zone. When the boys started performing, it got so pratt that there was no control in that area anymore. That was it. The no-stopping zone became a stopping zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there was just no movement. There was way too many people. Now, I'm not trying to hear that this place wasn't. As big as it was, this edifice is, I'm not trying to hear that we weren't over capacity this night. No, this was definitely over. I mean, it started off, it was great, you know, even though it was crazy and hectic, but it was great. You had a lot of R&B singers on your end, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of groups. I remember. This was a weird night, a celebration for a fallen soldier, but I gotta say, this kind of event certainly brought out a whole host of who's who's. You know, you were right about these multiple acts being on my side of things. The R&B, bachata, if you will. Yeah. The tropical side of things. Yeah. Again, my no-stopping zone became a stopping zone where I was met with a BBW, beautiful chick. You know how I love them, big, voluptuous women, smelling good and nice. And she was there with a friend, real Kardashian-looking chick, beautiful as hell, right? So these yeah. two beautiful women, man, you know, women, women. You know how I feel about women. And admittedly, I have a weakness for a beautiful woman. But I had to maintain my professionalism. Yep. Among such sexual energy, I have to admit, it was hard. It was hard. Pause. <laughs> I was trying to entertain these girls while doing my job at the same time, and it wasn't too bad because everybody was sort of behaving themselves. I mean, the boys, they started performing on stage, and <laughs> what's funny about it, though, was so many ladies there screaming and yelling. You couldn't hear the poor old boy sing at all, his tiny little <laughs> voice. Yeah, it was overpowering him. My goodness, all you heard was, Wee! Wee! And I'm like, yo, whew, this is a huge-ass <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> and yeah, it was a wild night. Not, not only that, but remember, it was like a big reunion for us because we had families and friends that was working with us that night. That's a fact. Actual friends and family that joined us. How deep were we? Oh, like all the bouncers? Yeah. Well, including friends and family, why don't we just add it up? How many of us were there that night? Wow. 
bouncers in that big place. I think it was like, what, was it like 60 or 80 of us? Like, yeah, I think it was a very high number. I mean, uh, not high enough considering the volume of people yeah. that were there. But I do remember at least 100 of us. Yeah, that's true. And us that knew each other personally was like, um, it was like 10 of us. There was at least 10 of us. We came in that little caravan, cars deep. Yep. And they had to separate it. I was in the section with other bouncers that I didn't really know. You was in the section. Our other boy was across from me in that balcony. You know, the balcony with the two celebrities that didn't like each other. I keep telling these folks, bad idea. And whoever had the bravery of working that side that night, more power to him. And I wish he were here to give his side of the story. Yeah. And it was crazy because I had the eye view of everything. I was looking directly at him. Because you know how we are. We overprotective with each other. We actually like, you know, we appear paying attention to all the celebrities in the crowd whatever but we looking out for each other you know what I'm saying we looking at each other like peeping people around us to see what they're doing we got the flashlights giving each other the codes with the lights remember yes we had a little morse code type situation with the flashlights yep family members friends neighbors we will catch you later for the continuation of this club departure episode Thank you for taking the chance and the valuable time off your busy schedules to tune in to the Art of Bounce podcast brought to you by Force-Fed Digital via Amazon, Apple, and Spotify. You got it, guy? Well, all right. You can also catch the Art of Bounce podcast on YouTube if you so prefer. Join the United Ronin Networks to get the exclusive members-only original versions of these episodes. That's right, they're uncensored. Like, share, comment, subscribe, and join today. Also, connect with me on X, IG, Threads, Facebook group, or YouTube at RGMC2407. Fellow royalty, queens and kings, like I always say to end the episode, please do me a solid. Whenever you see a bouncer holding down that front door or standing by the bathroom or floating around the floor, show them a little bit of love because they are doing their best with the god-awful little bit of money that they get to be sure y'all having a good time feel secure be safe